Hello, and welcome to Meet the Maliks. I'm Matt. And I'm Ellie. We're so excited to have you here with what? us today. Yes, yes. It's been a couple weeks. Yes. We, we've been a little busy. Life gets crazy. It does, especially with two kids and soccer, and I was traveling a little bit. and Yep. And so, but we're home now. We're yes. And we're, we're excited about today's subject. Before we get to it, um, Ellie, what is one thing that you're just really excited about? What's one thing that's happened to you that you're really excited about? I'm just um, had a really fun weekend. Yeah. It was extremely busy. It was. We were very packed. Yes, but it was fun. So yeah. I try to remember that it's okay that stuff's not done around the house, you know, because we spent time together as a family yeah. and that's important too. Yeah. So my, I'm still a recovering perfectionist at heart, but, um, we had soccer games, two soccer games, two soccer games. And then we had, you had a wedding. Yep. I had to help out with the wedding at the church. We're the sound person for, yeah. and then we went to a wedding as guests. Yeah. Brought our kids and, and we they were very good. we didn't get home late that night. It was what, nine o'clock that we got on night. Well, it was late for the boys. Yeah. Well, it felt late for me too. <laughs> you had a long day. So. Yeah, the wedding was really fun, and it was beautiful. The bride was amazing. Yeah. Um, I think the colors were, like, pink, like, kind of a really light, pale yeah. champagne and pink, and um, it was beautiful. I didn't know what the colors were, so maybe <laughs> you told me. Um, Just, yeah, it was nice, and um, Brayden, he's just, I think, always been excited to get married someday like even as a little boy (laughs) he's only eight years old but even earlier than this he's been very excited and thinking about his future um getting married someday so him him watching them get married what is fun to watch because he's like really interested in how it goes and what happens and he was confused you know like when people started walking down the aisle he's like where's the bride you know he didn't know that the wedding party came first and so it's just fun to to see him kind of in awe of everything. And yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So when I asked them if they wanted to go to a, a wedding, he said, will there be cake? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, there'll be cake. He's we stayed long enough for the cake and uh, a couple of songs and dancing. Yes. I wish we could have danced some more, but uh, they were getting tired. So yeah. But anyways, um, then Sunday, my company picnic was at the zoo and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I just love um, those kinds of events because... I'm just going to be honest here. It's free and that's it's fun. Yep. It's fun to get things that you normally have to pay for. Yeah. Like riding on the tram or um, the bumper boats and yeah. different things. It's just really fun and it just feels relaxed and everything. So. And I think we shut the place down. Yeah, I think we, we, we were there quite a while. We played bingo and... Um, the boys did the bumper boats. The woman calling the bingo was like a professional bingo caller. She went really <laughs> She fast. actually works at the hospital, but she probably does that in her free time or something because she was calling the numbers so quickly and you like couldn't hardly keep up. And there was like even strange ways you could bingo like diamonds and uh, one she called a postage stamp, which was four yeah. in a, in a corner. square in a corner, any corner. Anyways, it was just hilarious to me, and um, the boys were trying to keep up, but luckily, uh, one of my coworkers was there to help, and she was very, very kind to yeah. help uh, Gabe, because I could barely keep up with my three cards, yeah. but that was fun. It was fun. Well, very cool. Those were some things that I enjoyed this weekend as well, so um, honey, what are we talking about today? We are talking about 
parenting. Parenting. Now, just a quick note. We have a segment that we're going to be airing at towards the end of this podcast with my parents. We did an interview with my parents a couple weeks ago. And so we got a little treat there. Yeah. And, so, and I think we're going to interview the boys about their we're favorite way of being of parented. We're getting all kinds of angles today. Yeah. So uh, we're going to, we got three segments. So don't, don't leave. You know, you'll enjoy every single part of it. So. Um, wanted to open up this topic just saying that, of course, we're not experts. Nope. I might be a licensed clinical social worker, but I don't specialize in children. Oh, hell, the licensed clinical social worker. <laughs> I don't specialize in children, no. and you're not a children's pastor. You nope. you may pastor teenagers, but not an expert on parenting. But nope. we did want to give um, maybe some thoughts from our limited experience. Especially to those parents who are starting out um, or you're thinking about being a parent. There's some, s- there's some things that we picked up along the way that we wish we would have found out about earlier. Um, and, but so. I mean, and that being said, we only have an eight and a six year old, so yeah. we don't know. We don't now, have any tips for now. We're saying for those that are younger than our kids, we picked up. Some yeah, tips, yeah. We so. don't have any experience with tweens, uh, parenting wise. Although yeah. you know, you've been a youth pastor for twelve years, so yeah, know a thing or two about teenagers. But anyways, so um, coming from that perspective. Um, just want to share some things that have worked for us. Yes. Okay. The first thing I wanted to share was um, this book, and also it's a video, mm-hmm. One, Two, Three Magic by yes. Thomas Fallon. I hope I'm saying that right. It's P-H-E-L-A-N. I will post a, a link in the show notes. Um, this was introduced to us right around when Braden or Gabe was turning two. I remember that yeah. specifically. I think Gabe was alive, but barely. Okay, so maybe Braden was yeah. turning too. And um, we um, actually just watched the video. We actually didn't read the book. No. So, but well, the videos, they, they give a lot of information. It was amazing. A lot of tips. And I yeah. remember I remember when you brought it to me, I was like, whatever. I don't. You don't need that? I don't need that. I'm just going to do whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I'm watching. I'm thinking, all right, that might w- this might work. Mm-hmm. This might be all right. Mm-hmm. And then we started doing it, and we're like, holy cow. This works so good. And even to this day, Still I get to two works. half the time with these kids. And I don't count to three very often. Yeah. When I get to two, you're doing what I, mm-hmm. not what I want them to do, but they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is a difference. So, so the premise of it is, it's it's basically counting, and I know you're. Th- oh, I've heard of counting. I know yeah. to count. I can count to fifteen, and my kid's not doing mm-hmm. what I yeah. want them to do. That's not just the end of the premise. It's basically you're counting, but you've already explained to them the situation. Yes. And then you, un- without any emotion, you just start to count. Yeah. And if they get to three, there's a consequence. Yeah. So. And then you follow through with the consequence. Yeah, you follow through. So based on the age of the child would be how you would decide what the consequence would be. So, for example, a two-year-old may have um, a minute or two minutes mm-hmm. of timeout. So it's a minute per year of, a- of the child's age. And then, like, an eight-year-old, I don't do, we don't do timeout necessarily. We would take away, like, screen time. Yeah. Or we would add minutes to um, the start of his bedtime. Um, things that the child cares about, basically, mm. is what the consequence would be. Yeah. And it works really well for us. Like we can, okay, say if we get to three, we can add 10 minutes of screen of screen free time as the punishment. Yeah. You know, okay, you're going to be screen free a little bit longer. Yeah. And um, that works really well. So. Yeah, don't do something that you want them to do anyway, like as punishment. Like if 
I get to three, you're going outside to play. I know a lot of our kids don't want to mm-hmm. do that, but I do notice that when our kids actually do go out and play, they don't want to come back in. They mm-hmm. have so much fun. So you yeah, I wouldn't consider that a punishment. Punishment to be something mm-hmm. that they won't like. Like reading, you don't want to punish them with reading because that you want that to be like a positive thing. You want that to develop into something they love rather mm-hmm. than something they dread. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, my experiences with with one two three magic it was, I remember the early years that because we started this early with our boys, that right away, Brayden would push us. He would try it, and so would Gabe, when Gabe was old enough to start having this done to him, and. They realize, oh wait, they're so now at eight and six. If we start counting, they there's like it's almost like a, I hate saying this, it sounds bad, but Pavlov's dogs type situation mm-hmm. where they they remember, oh I don't like Daddy means business mm-hmm. when he starts counting. Yeah, when they were toddlers, I do remember we had to f- like get them to stay in timeout and kind of stand guard over them because mm-hmm. you if you walked away they would get up or whatever. But we would start timeout over again. Whenever they did that, and we yeah. would have a timer that they could visualize. Like yeah. when they're two, they can't really, but we do like one of those egg timers. Yeah. And I really feel like sticking with it mm-hmm. is the most important thing with whatever kind of discipline yeah. you do. Sticking yeah. with it is the most important thing. With one of the boys, I don't remember which one, where their timeout just kept getting added onto and added because they kept throwing fits. Mm-hmm. They kept acting up. And we're like, and eventually they, 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 caved a little bit and so came mom and dad as boss mm-hmm. and i'm gonna stay in timeout. and so this was a like almost a life-saving thing because i think at the point we felt like Braden was starting to run all over us and and sort of have control and we weren't able to control him as much um and is it, it gave us an ability to sort of get power back without being mean or lording it over him does that make sense mm-hmm. because you know it's like it was his choice to get in timeout. right because he was disobeying us. We mm-hmm. made we made that very clear. Yeah. That it wasn't because he was being bad, now we're being the mean parents. It's like, hey, because he chose to do this, that's one. Mm-hmm. Stop doing Oh, that's two. And sometimes if you'd hit his brother or if his brother would hit him, whatever we saw it, it'd be an immediate timeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to count to three if your child is hitting another child or doing yeah. something and that's, that's in completely... And that's in the video. Yeah. I think there's some instances that are... That's a three mm-hmm. without even one, two, because... Yeah. Because of the seriousness of the situation. So, now you wouldn't say, now that's a three for them if they're, like, not hearing you when they're, like, playing a video game or watching TV and you're telling mm-hmm. them to turn it off, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so. Also, that being said, I was wanting to say that, you know, your children are human beings. They're not robots. And yeah. so, if they're watching TV and you want them to switch gears into something else, give them a little bit of a heads up. Yeah. You know, give them 15 minute notice and say, okay. In or, about even, or even a five minute notice. Yeah. In about 10 minutes, we're going to um, be doing this or whatever. Or in about 15 minutes, you need to put your shoes on and mm-hmm. get, you know, get in the car to go to church. If they have that in their minds, I really feel like it helps them to change gears. But then if they're not doing it at that time, they can say, hey, go get shoes. I want to. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most important thing, I think, when that when you're trying to transition them and you've already given them the warning is to turn off all screens because I feel like the screens are what is the most distracting thing. Yeah. So turn off all screens and, um, you know, that will help them to focus on what you're asking them to and do. And that's part of our morning routine. Like they watch a show on PBS in the morning and they only get halfway through. We've, I think we mentioned it before and we always turn off the TV because even if Gabe was wanting to get ready, he'll come back out here and be like, 
distracted. Is mesmerized. Yeah, there's a TV. You know, I in their defense, when I was little, I do very clearly remember sitting, watching, reading Rainbow on the TV, and my mother was trying to get my attention, but I literally was so zoned into that. She was literally like five feet from me, almost mm-hmm. hollering my name. Yeah. And I was so zoned in, I just did not hear her. Like, I can get so super focused. And people at work even tell me, you're so focused. I had to tap you on the shoulder to get your attention. They th- <coughs> they told me about that when I was in the ER. Yeah. So, I just that's how I am when I zone in. I zone in because if I don't, I'd be distracted, you know? Yeah. So, that's, I think, the same for kids. But mm-hmm. um, is there anything you don't like about that one, two, three magic? Not that I can think of because we don't, I honestly, we don't do it as much anymore because mm-hmm. we don't need to. No, I don't think so. <coughs> I mean, there might be a time when they become teenagers where we have to do a form of it, mm-hmm. um, but it won't be the exact yeah, same. Yeah, I don't know how that would work as a I teenager. I mean, there is, uh, there is a way. It's just you can't. I think it'd just be more consequences yeah. to actions yeah. rather than like counting, but. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted, number two, I wanted to mention was the kids are people too. And I was talking about giving them that warning. Mm-hmm. And also I try to be flexible with their requests and Matt thinks yeah. probably I'm too easygoing with that. But I feel like, you know, if I can accommodate you and it's not going to be me bending over backward or me putting myself, you know, over breaking over the coals, trying to yeah. make it happen for you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to do it or let you do it. Um, if you're old enough, because I mean, w- why not? If mm-hmm. if we can make it happen, why not? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying bust your budget for something. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying if it's, you know, I feel like parents sometimes get in this habit where they're like, no, 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 no about everything. Yeah. And I don't understand that at all. What I mean, what do you think? What's your take? Oh no, it depends on the situation. Um, I mean, obviously, if it's past the time that we've been scheduling for them to go to bed. I want them to listen to me and go brush your teeth and get ready for bed. I don't want to accommodate them at that point, but you know, I understand. Yeah, I mean, we have boundaries. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying bedtime, but yeah. All right. Um, I think we have a couple boys that want us to interview. Hey, one more thing I wanted to mention: Uh, make sure you listen to your children and give them eye contact with no other distractions, like get on their level. And then. the next thing I wanted to mention was try to remain as stable as possible with your moods or your anxiety. Yeah. Like I've noticed some parents, like when they get a little nervous in social situations, they'll start to be more difficult on their children. Mm-hmm. And it's like, r- that because they feel like it reflects on them. Yeah. And actually everyone's looking at them like, just relax. Who cares if your child, yeah. you know what I mean? Just relax. Yeah. Just realize that not everybody is as, like irritated with your kid as you are probably yeah, at that situation. Yeah, don't don't let your anxiety. And that's what I have to remind myself of sometimes. I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit irritated with them at this moment, but I look around and like realize nobody else really cares. So I just need to take a deep breath, stay mm-hmm. calm, because I get embarrassed easily. And so do you? Yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Like, well, you know that I watch shows and I get embarrassed. You get Michael he gets Scott embarrassed for like people on the TV shows. But I never notice it in social situations that you do. Yeah. But anyways, I just feel like our anxiety should not be a place that we parent out of. Yeah. And so we shouldn't like be snapping at our kids or, you know, yeah, hollering at them for things that aren't a big deal. So. All right. Well, what do we want to ask our boys? They're here wanting to be on the podcast today. Um, how about Brayden? Hi. 
<laughs> Brayden's eight. Brayden, what do you like or dislike about our like routine here at home? I don't really like that. Like after an hour that we get home, we get have screen free time. You don't like that we start screen free time at five, and we end it at seven. Even though I try to tell them that when I was their age, I got like twenty minutes of screen time. <laughs> he, you you get a lot of screen time, but it doesn't feel that way to you, does it? Yeah, um, because because on choir days. I only, I like stay at school for 30 minutes, and so I only have 30 minutes for screen. Yeah, so your choir time cuts into your screen time, is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm hmm. But what do you like about our routine? That, like, I get three hours of screens after. Um, um, screen. Not quite three hours, but. Actually, two or... Depending on homework and bath time, you do get quite a bit of screen time. Yeah. So. But you always get your homework done first, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. What would happen if you didn't get your homework done? I would get an F on everything. <laughs> would you um, get screen time if you didn't do your homework at home? No. Okay. How about you, Gabe? What are some things that you like about our routine at home? Um, I don't really know. You don't really know? Hmm. Oh, that I'm getting my new desk and um He's getting his new desk. Um, That's okay. That's okay. Um and um What is something you like? Do you like screen free time? You say yes, yes. in the mic. What do you like about screen free time? Um that we play games a lot. Hey, Brayden, um, do you remember that thing when we planned a slide? Um, oh, oh, yeah. Like, um, and we, and we climb like, up one of us climbs up the slide. And, and, then, the and then he scares us, and um, he falls down. That's fun, but kind of hitting. So you were playing yeah. outside, and you like that? Yeah. yeah and it's and like you like screen-free time because we play board games sometimes? And yeah. it's like one person is going up the slide and one person is going down and, like, they actually try to scare them if they can and go down. And it's really fun. Yeah, that's really fun. Wow. So you guys play fun games outside. Cool. When Daddy makes you go outside. Yeah. <laughs> they end up having fun when we make them go outside. Yeah. That's an important yeah. thing to know. Yeah. Well, so. thank you guys so much for sharing. Yeah. We appreciate it. Good job, guys. All right. Well, hold on, and uh, and we are going to air an interview we made. We have with my mom and dad a couple weeks back, and they're going to give some um, thoughts on their their views on um, parenting. Parenting. So, hey, a little heads up: the sound may be a little bit different. It was before I started messing with the sound stuff on our okay. computer, and Thank so you for being patient. And so, um, it, it'll be at the time where one person sounds like they're on the right, the other on the left. And I apologize about that, but we've got that fixed. Can I add one more thing before we yes. go? <laughs> um, my favorite thing that we do with the kids is not going to the zoo or you know, yeah, it's having dinner with them. Yeah. Uh, we make sure we have a dinner. That's good. That's a good point because yeah. sometimes I think it can get lost in our society. We gather on the table every night that we're that home. That, that we're, we're all home. home. We miss Wednesday nights, and that's 
yeah. about it. Mostly. Because even with soccer practice, we usually wait we till try. soccer yeah. practice is over, even though we're all starving. I know the rest of the families out there listening probably think we're crazy because they're so busy, but yeah. that's what we try to do. And so I know when life gets crazier, it'll be harder to do, but we'll try to take at least one night a week, if not more, having dinner on the table. Because that's really, I feel How like many nights like a week? At least one. To at least one. Well, we're usually four or five nights a week. I know, but I'm just saying when things get even crazier down the road, like yeah. teenagers and stuff. Yeah, let's working. try. Oh, you're saying let's try to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, all right. All right. Well, uh, if you have any questions or concerns, please message us at Matt and Ellie or at meetthemalics at eaglesvchurch.com and uh, contact us at Eagles v. Church. Good night or good morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Hello, and welcome to Meet the Maliks. I'm Matt. And I'm Ellie. And we are excited to have you guys with us here today. We are having a special edition of Meet the Maliks. My, my mom and dad, Barb and John, are here with us, and uh, Barb and John Maliks. So, hey, we're meeting some other Maliks today. Meet all the Maliks. Well, not all of them. My brother and my sister and my other brother. They don't count. That's true. They don't count. Unless they're listening. You guys count if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, you count. So, all right. Well, we're going to do a, uh, pa- this is a parenting special day. We're going to talk about parenting and, and get some tips from my mom and dad. Because I, I think, honestly, if I can be honest with you, which I just said honestly. So you have to be honest. I think they did a great job with me. Maybe. I, I, I'm pretty sure of it. So I ended up all right. Kind of. Kind of. Just kidding, you're the best. I know I am. All right. So, Mom and Dad, what are some things um, for some young parents out there that are just, they may feel like they're in over their head, they're not, not sure what, you know, what's up and what's down. What are some advice that you can give to some young parents out there? Well, I wish somebody had told me to just relax about things because I think I took things way too seriously but then here you have this little baby and uh, nobody really knows what to do when they have a baby I mean you have watched your parents deal with children and you learn a lot from that but when you're left on your own with a baby I don't think anybody really knows what to do so I wish someone would give me advice to just chill a little more and relax and I can really relate to that too because I feel like I had a lot of anxiety when we first started out and I just felt like oh I hope I'm doing everything right and plus you don't have any sleep etc so yeah sleep is a premium when you have a little baby isn't it Mm, yes absolutely what about you dad what are some what's some advice that you can give to um, some young parents or even some young couples out there some newlywed couples I, I know you You've had to deal with uh, each one of your kids being married for the first time because now all your sil- all your kids are married. Yay! Yes, they are, and it's a very nice <laughs> feeling to have them all married. Uh, advice? I don't know that I have any great advice. Just be there. Just uh, be with your kids. Spend time with them. Yeah, time is good. Time time's very important. I remember growing up. You would you would take us to uh, you take it and, and take us and pitch baseball hitting practice or take time out of your schedule to be with us and that that was really good I, I really have good memories of those times so and then um, other things yeah I w- probably the one thing that I think of the most is w- when I watch young parents today is 
that a lot of times young parents want to be friends with their children, and that's important not to necessarily strive to be friends with their children, but to be their parent. That's good. Be with them, but you're their parent. Excellent, excellent. That That's very good advice. Uh, our kids don't need more friends. They need somebody to tell them that what's right, what's wrong, how to, um, you know, how to tie their shoes. I don't know. Uh, just be parents. Yeah, just how to have boundaries with them and make sure that they um, are listening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think people today, a lot of, of course, they may not have had good role models. I think that's the case in a lot of cases. But they seem to be afraid to tell their children no. And uh, I know at our church, kids are running around like crazy in the sanctuary and I really get afraid for the older people that are walking around and um, just nobody's ever really told them no. And um, I, I don't know. I think people have gotten some bad advice. Do you think that's one of the big differences between parenting like in the 80s to parenting now? Well, we wouldn't have let the kids run around the sanctuary. That's for sure. Um, and learning to be respectful. I you know, I don't want to sound like, well, back in the old days, you know, but I just think people just want to be their kids' friend and and they're more afraid to say no to them. And and you mentioned manners there. That that's that's big. I remember growing up, I was I was told you, you say yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. You you open the door for people. You you treat people with respect and even to this day I still do that. This morning, the other day, I was out of breakfast and I and I made sure I held the door open for the elderly man leaving. I didn't think anything of it, but you could tell that he doesn't see that very often. So that, that's that's very important. The one thing about uh, running around in the sanctuary, it's not so much that you want to stifle your child's ability to explore, and we would always encourage that, but we didn't allow running around or bumping into things and, or, or messing with stuff. We would allow them to walk around and wander and explore, but not the... It's it seems to get out of control a lot, and that's not reined in. And there's a place for that. And I am maybe old-fashioned, but I don't think the sanctuary of a church is the place for that. I think people, uh, uh, children need to learn to respect certain places, and um, you know, to to have respect for people th- that are in the sanctuary. And yeah. Anyway. Any thoughts, honey? I was just thinking about all the differences between the 80s and now as far as raising kids and the technology and all of that. It's challenging. Yeah, I'm glad our kids did not have cell phones. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we didn't have cell phones. It, it's a whole different age. I got my first computer, I think I was like eighth grade or freshman year, and that was just for like typing homework assignments. I remember when we got our first computer, and we weren't allowed to touch it because it was for mom to write her book. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's an author. Yes, she is. She's an accomplished author. Since you've segued into electronic devices, there's one thing, and even though we were parenting in the 80s, we would never let our children have electronic devices in their rooms or by themselves. So it might be a little bit harder today with the uh, iPads and all the other things, but um, managing and controlling uh, a child's ability to look at um, computers, electronic devices on their own without supervision can be kind of dangerous. What do you think, hon? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, the um, I guess you're talking about the um, getting into sites they shouldn't see and speaking with people they shouldn't speak to. I'm yeah, definitely. We there there needs to be a lot, and it's a lot scarier because back when I was growing up, the only way you're talking to somebody you shouldn't be talking to is on the phone or in person. You know, you're not going to be getting messaged through some weird chat room or through some video game. Well, these people are experts at it, too. I mean, they're experts at, um, you know, going onto sites where kids are and, um, you know, talking them into doing things. And Mm -hmm. so parents just need to supervise. I was going to say, not only getting onto sites, but sometimes they, you know, if you download a game and sometimes the games you're playing, um, and if you're spending too much time in front of the screen, um, that can inhibit your ability to socialize with people outside the home. It can inhibit your ability to do outdoor activities. And some of those games are teaching values that don't necessarily teach the same values that you want to teach your kids. So it's important to to at least know what they're watching, even if they're not on uh, sites where other people can communicate yeah. with them. Again, I'm glad we didn't have that challenge. <laughs> I don't know, really. Like you had the beginning of Nintendo and Xbox and all of that. Right. Well, I, I think Xbox was after I was out of high school. Well, and we would um, we had a rule in the summer that they had to read an hour for every hour they played a video game or watch TV. So, was which that hard to monitor? Mm, a little bit, but um, and I know they didn't like it at all. But I don't know. I I don't know how I would deal with it today because it was a different world back then, and they're they were s- they're so bombarded with it now. Wait, I was. We what? need to hear that comment. Matthew was the biggest rebel. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> What was between you and Jake? Let's tell the the truth here. Well, I still have a hard time reading a book. I mean, I've... You read all the time. I know, but I never... Actually, I'll be honest with you. I finished my first book in a long time. You you start books and don't finish. Exactly. So I'm I'm trying to be more disciplined to finish books I start reading, but it's just... I I lose focus. Yeah, I understand. So how exactly was he a rebel? That's what I want to know. Um, I don't know that we want to go into that in this show, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just meant that he was uh, he, he was the hardest to uh, manage the one-hour reading with one-hour um, electronic media. And I think the other kids knew how to trick you guys better than uh-oh, I did. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's very it's very possible that they they tricked us, but uh, I'm 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 easy to read. I I do not lie well. <laughs> People can read my face so well, don't you think, hon? I think so. Yeah, you're got wear your your emotions on your sleeve a little bit. And I was going to say too. I think, um, and not saying that we did this right. I'm just saying what I think is effective. Um, but I think kids watch your life as far as walking in your faith. Um, kids watch your life and they're good at knowing when you are uh, a hypocrite and when you're not and much more than what you say. Yeah. And, um, I think if they really sense that you truly believe how you're walking your life, um, they're more likely to follow in it. 
then? Because it concerns me that there are so many kids in Christian homes that are not walking in the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that turned a corner there. That's fine. Was that corners are fine to turn on these on this show? Yeah. So we sometimes go from laughing to serious moments. So you're just saying like being genuine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Making sure that they know they're loved and you and that they in see other words, you can't you can't act one way at church and another way at home yeah. and expect your children not to know the difference. Or do the same thing. Or do the same thing. So very good. Is there any qu- any other thoughts you guys have you want to share? Just just to amplify that a little bit, I mean, at, at church, we all put on our church face. Everybody smiles and happy. They're nice to everybody else. But if you get home and you're yelling at your kids and screaming at your kids and fighting with your spouse and and act like that's normal, your kids will see right through it. I mean, that's fairly obvious, but I think that happens more often than we would like to admit if we're um, if we're honest we'll realize that that happens and we need to be careful. And if we are acting up at home like that, we need to be faithful to make it right in front of the kids as well so that they know that our faith is, in fact, changing our behavior. It's yeah. not just something we put on when we go to church. What are some things like devotionals and things that you guys did that you liked that felt like you wor- worked well? I don't know that we did any organized devotionals. No, we Well, can you say that in the mic? Sorry. Um, what we typically did was after dinner, we'd sit down and have dinner together, which is important. I don't know how often that happens these days. I I trust a lot, but it is important to sit down as a family at least once in a while to have a meal together. Once a day, I mean, to have a meal together as much as possible. I know with schedules the way they are, that doesn't always work out. But we did have a meal together almost every night, and it was after the meal we would read Scripture and just I'd ask questions of the kids, nothing terribly deep. I'm not a Bible teacher myself. Sometimes we would get, we would read some, um, the, um, uh, there was a series, I think Bill Gaither put it together about animals and how you could learn, <laughs> learn lessons by reading about the animals' lives. I can't think of the name of the, the series, but we would go through different things like that um, and just ask the kids what they thought, uh, what impression it made on them. Now, it wasn't ever deep spiritually, but it made them think that it's important to read the Bible and to talk about it. Yeah, it's good. And we read the Chronicles of Narnia, too. I don't remember any other series we read. Do you, Matt? No, not off the top of my head, but I know I do remember that as well. I can't think of the name of that devotion you're talking about, but I do remember reading the Bible after each meal. Like it wasn't terribly long that we read either. It'd be like. Well, the what, point like wasn't to torture you. Yeah. It was to teach you. To get you. us thinking about the scriptures. Like, it would be like five verses maybe or something. It wasn't like a whole chapter. So if you're listening you'd, and you're like, wow, I don't know if I can read a whole chapter. But that's fine. Don't. Read it. Even if it's just two verses or one verse. Yeah, you can rotate who reads. and. So you remember, like, talking about it and discussing it. Because I remember we lived with your parents for, I think, three weeks when we first were married. And I remember sitting there, and you guys were, like, discussing it and everything. Yeah, I remember from a younger age. um, I I remember more at our second house than I do at the first house. But I do remember doing it. So, yeah, we were all pretty young at the first house. So, all right. Is there any other questions you have for them, babe? Any other thoughts, Mom and Dad? No. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. And 
And uh, we're excited that, that we got to do this special. Special mom and dad of Matt edition of Meet the Mallets. Exactly. So, all right. Well, we will talk to you guys later. Bye.